Hello and welcome back to Autism with the Voice. Today we're going to talk about going back to school with autism or with any other disability. And this also includes going back to college and all that type of stuff. Now, you guys already noticed, but this is a reminder and just pointing this out that this is just coming from me as an individual with autism who has faced several, who has several disabilities. I'm not a medical expert, so take that with a grain of salt. Alright? Getting back to school with autism or any other disability is really talked about because we really don't know what to do during this pandemic. Um, I've heard that people with developmental disabilities tend to fear worse during, um, fear to, fear to, they deal with COVID-19, they tend to have worse symptoms of COVID-19, and they have, they put, they end up having a lot more health complications due to the virus. So real, realistically, you really have to think about the risk and what's out there. Um, in my opinion, if you're in an area where it's unlikely that anyone will get the virus, then by all means, go ahead, send, send your child or adult or anyone who you watch after with autism or a disability, go ahead, do it as long as they're wearing masks. That should be a-okay. Um, for students with more severe symptoms or more critical symptoms of autism or for students who have low functioning autism or for people with severe disabilities where they need personal care, like um, someone to feed them, um, someone to change them, all that type of stuff. Um, you really have to talk to the school and the, and the staff about what are the options on getting them their personal care while they're at school. Um, that is one thing that you really have to take into consideration because that requires a lot of staff hands-on type of stuff. And it's really about figuring out how to do it safely. Um, so my recommendation is have a meeting with the school, have an IEP meet, like during the IEP meeting or just have a, have a meeting before school start with the staff and the teacher to talk about how they're going to, how to make sure that the student gets their personal care taken care of. Um, so realistically, just going over how to do it, um, what the school has in plan, has planned for that type of stuff.
etc. Um, let's see, medication-wise, it really depends on what type of medication they take. There are there are um, medications that tends to tone down the body's the body's immune system response to viruses. So, depending on what type of medication they're on, it's really about figuring out if it's safe to send them in or if it's best to talk to the doctor or the physician about what time, like if it's better to take the medication at night so so the individual would get what they need from the medication, but the side effects and the risk is a lot lower. Uh, really just talking to the physician about that type of stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, um, in the terms of physical disabilities, realistically you want to disinfect and clean that type of stuff off every day when they get back. Um, mask wearing is absolutely necessary. Um, and I've been finding reports that people are getting more protection out of face shields. So it might be best to look into getting a face shield for your child or if you're a guardian of someone who has autism or a disability, getting them a face shield to use so they're not, so they're least exposed. Um, like, yeah, that's the one of the best ways of limiting the virus, but realistically, a lot of experts say that you should be using a face mask and a face shield to protect yourself more effectively from COVID-19. So this is one thing that you have to take in consideration. Um, let's see, let's see. And in terms of going off for college for individuals with disabilities, this is where it's going to get really tricky as hell. If you, like with having autism or any type of disability, you need to really know how to protect yourself completely. Um, talking to the Talking to the college, talking to the college about what type of safety measures are being taken in and seeing what they can do um, to make sure that the individual has, make, making sure that you're not, you're least exposed to the virus. Um, so. I'm going to provide my tips 
on it because I am going through the same situation and it's really what's I'm what I'm having to deal with like because I'm about to go off to um to college soon so yeah th these are the things that I am doing to protect myself um so if you're able to get yourself a private room then that is your best option to do um the thing you want to do is establish a zone where it is safe for you um college should be all about having fun but you also should have a zone the zone is your dorm the dorm so what you want to do is you want to get a few air purifiers and experts say that um, I'm pulling this stuff up um, experts say the best air purifiers to have is air purifiers that rely on on three forms of filtration using UAV um, UVC light to clean the air using using HIPAA filter on um, something that uses a uh, still HIPAA filters to clean out the air and heat air purifiers you need to the best thing to do is to get those to clean the air keep your dorm room air clean my plan is to buy two air purifiers for my room for my dorm because then because then I have clean air coming in and out and I don't risk having COVID-19 um, I'm also staying in touch with the campus I'm going to to um, see what's going on, what type of safety precautions is being done. Um, go um, figure out the times that is best to go out for supplies. I recommend getting a refrigerator and a little a little skillet to heat stuff on because you want to limit your exposure to the virus as much as humanly possible so it's best to do that when you're in class you want to have a mask on and if you can have a have a face shield on to protect you from the virus um, that will help limit your exposure to the virus um, Disinfect everything in your dorm. Disinfecting everything in your dorm is crucial. A lot of people will say, well, you're going overboard on...
protection. In reality, there's no such thing as going overboard on protection because we're dealing with a pandemic. We're dealing with a virus that we have never ran into before. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely okay to go overboard on essentials that is crucial to your protection. Um, Alright, let's move on to the next one. If you have any mobility device, you have to clean them off constantly. Alright, for crutches, you need to, depending on what type of crutches you have, solids, if you have crutches that are made out of steel or titanium, you don't want, you don't want them to rust. So my suggestion is grabbing a Clorox wipe and wiping them down. If they're made out of silicone or, or a solid material that is not made out of metal, then you can spray them down with a disinfectant wheelchair. Alright, this is one thing that you really need to get on. Um, people think that you don't have to disinfect your wheels. Disinfecting the wheels is crucial because whatever your wheelchair picks up on outside can carry inside. And if you have an air purifier, it can send it in overload. That means that you would have to spend more money on fil on filters. So when you get inside, grab a bottle of Lysol, spray the tires, spray the wheels. Whenever I'm out using my wheelchair, when I get inside, I grab a, a thing of Lysol and spray the tires, spray everything down. If you have an electronic wheelchair, grab some Lysol wipes and clean the sensitive areas. Alright. In the terms of having autism, it is obvious that we will have fidgets. We are going to have fidgets, so it's important to keep those fidgets clean. Disinfect them constantly. If it's an oral fidget, you need to drop that into a, you need to boil it. You need to, you need to boil it to keep it clean because you don't know what COVID, what you've gotten on it. And let's move on to oral fidgets for a little bit, a little bit. Um, people think that oral fidgets can be extremely dangerous and realistically they can be because they can contract viruses or, and germs and people ask me all the time how do you store them for me I use an oral fidget so what I do is I it's on a necklace so it's hanging on my shirt Nowadays, I put it in a Ziploc bag 
to keep it clean and whenever I whenever I'm starting to stem I pull it out bite on it keep it in my mouth um, realistically if you're using an oral fidget you want something that stays in your mouth that that you can chew for a while um, if you plan on bringing it out chew on it as much as possible use it as much as possible because you don't want to expose it. When it gets wet, it's exposed to elements and it takes in more pathogens and dirt. You don't want to disinfect a oral fidget because that's going to first trap a lot of, a lot of um, chemicals that you don't want in your body. Trust me, I have tried that before. I've done it before and I've gone sick from um, from Lysol because of it. Never don't you don't want to disinfect an oral fidget. You want to boil it. You want to clean it. You want to hand wash it. Um, my recommendation is first hand first wash it off with some water and a little soap. Then put it, put it in a pot, put some water in the pot, boil it, and then pull it out. Put it somewhere where it won't be exposed and let it cool up and dry up. Um, moving on to other fidgets. Electronic fidgets, the same situation. Grab a Lysol wipe and wipe it down. Wipe it down. If it's an oral Remove the batteries, remove the electrical components if you can, and boil it. Um, there are pots that you can turn on that heat things up and boil things. If you can get one, get your hands on one because it will save your ass. Sorry for my language. Um, um, let's see. Now fidgets that would do wonders, fidgets that would do wonders and require less amount of care. Um, my recommendation is getting a weighted or pressurized vest. These go under your clothes and they are least exposed to the elements. So, you would have it on all day, which sucks, because the moment you feel less tension in your body, you're not able to particularly take it off, but it is providing you relief throughout the day, so whenever you start to feel jittery or you start to stim, it's there, it's on, it's helping. Um, hand fidgets, they require minimal care. The best you can do is wipe them down with Lysol wipes or de decontamination wipes, and that's it. Um, stuff like fidget spinners, which a lot of teachers hate, um, which if 
to be honest, if you use a fidget spinner, that doesn't make you a bad person. If you need to, you can always tell your teacher, hey, I'm using a fidget spinner because I have autism and I start to stim uncontrollably without this, the fidget spinner. In general, you should be telling them, hey, I have autism and I stim a lot. Um, so I, these are my fidgets, these are what I use, yada yada yada. Let's move on to the let's move on to another topic which is going out for supplies. Going out for supplies. Now, ideally you want to have your parents send you supplies because that that limits your exposure to the outside world. The town you're near, that type of stuff. Because you don't know what's going on. Even even if you're out in the countryside, you can still get infected. So you want to limit your exposure to COVID-19 as much as possible. So the best thing to do is to either, either have your parents order you supply and send it to your dorm. Or... Have them send supply. Uh, that's the best thing to do. Um, in terms of staying active, if the if the college or training facility or wherever you're going to has a gym, remember rule of thumb: if you don't see anyone in there. It's good to be in there. If you see people starting to come in, leave. Limit your exposure to COVID-19. Let's move on to the next one. I know it's tempting, and we are all in the prime of our lives, going out to college parties and having fun. But avoid those as much as possible. And avoid any crazy college activities. Um, people who drink a lot of alcohol are at risk of having complications from COVID-19. Being in large gatherings is completely dangerous. Now I know, I know people will say, well, we're, we are young and we can handle the virus. Well, guess what? You don't know how your body will react to the virus. Very well that you will end up having severe complications. And I'm not saying that is likely, but I'm just saying use your head when it comes down to it. Don't be pressured to, into doing anything crazy. Don't do any crazy college activities. If there's a college gathering, avoid it. And if you know the people who were there, avoid them as well. Because it's very well, there is a good possibility that they are a carrier, that they have COVID-19 and not showing symptoms yet, or they are asymptomatic. Avoid them for, 
14 days, if they start to show symptoms of it, avoid them completely. Um, so yeah. If you're going to be going out to do bike riding, then it's safe to do so. Remember to wear a mask. If you're going out to a store to resupply, remember, mask on. If you want more form of protection, face shield on. Yeah. Um, let's see. In the terms of going out with friends, it's okay to go out with your friends, but I would say... Sorry for the card at home, but for going out with your friends, I would say give it a few weeks and really just iron out the possibilities. It's good to be friends with people, but remember to maintain that social distancing. Um, um, for, the, for 14 days, avoid everyone. Until you are avoid people for at least three weeks, um, the only people you should like you can make interactions with people, but don't be buddy buddy until you're absolutely firm that they don't have COVID nineteen symptoms. Um. Yeah. Yeah, um, now, there's one more I'm forgetting to buff up or go to. Oh. If you are a parent who's advocating for an adult, or if you're a guardian and you're advocating for for the person who you are the guardian for, realistically, what you want to do is tell them that you are the guardian of the individual and tell them their needs, everything, um, and so on. So. Um, If the individual is able to live independently, but they need a little assistance, there are always apps that you can reach out to, and you can always ask about college services that they have. Um, that type of stuff should not be hard for the college to get their hands on, and if it is, then there's tons of services. A lot of... Um, a lot of health care, a lot of um, a lot of medical insurance cover for nursery and all that type of stuff in all parts are in wherever you are at. So yeah. Those are particularly my tips and ideas of how to go back to school and college and how to advocate during these rough times. 
I know this episode's been a little willy wonky, but, um, and I know in a few parts of it, it's a little overboard, but like I said, there's no such thing as going overboard in terms of COVID-19, because this is a new virus that we are touching on. This is a new virus that we have never experienced. So yeah, hopefully we only have to deal with this for a few more months. Um, they predict that we should have a vaccine out um, by the end of this year, the early part of next year. So we just have to wait a little longer. Hopefully by then we have a vaccine and we can get back to some type of a normal. So yeah. See y'all the next time. And I feel like the next time will be on um, vaccines, for sake. Because people with autism, we are... <laughs> We are n not, we don't like getting poked and having shots and needles done, so the next one will be on some tips and tricks for getting shots and possibly blood drawn. <laughs> yeah, thank you and have a wonderful day.